How you doing today? I'm doing I'm doing pretty I'm doing pretty, pretty good. good. You know why I'm doing pretty good? Why are you doing pretty good? Well, for one, I mean my team won the SEC championship. So that's pretty good. Go sports. You go know. sports. I don't know what we're talking about, but go sports. Uh, I mean Georgia beat LSU for the Oh wait, I'm not allowed to talk about so that because uh my fiance is an LSU fan. That's okay. You don't have to talk because you don't like sports anyways. You like them video games. I like them video games. Yeah, so I'm I'm pretty happy, happy, happy. You're happy, happy, that. happy. And uh, I started playing New World. Yeah, finally. Welcome. I, I Welcome am. to the flock. I is, a, I is a fan. You're a fan. I'm happy that you're a fan. I, I'm, I I'll be playing it a lot time. after this. I've been, I've been playing it a little more than my PlayStation lately. That's good. Which, I mean, See, I I've converted really you. This that much because I've been busy. Oh, and I'm officially done with school. Congratulate! Isn't it today also your your baby's birthday? Today is my uh, five year old's birthday. Well, happy birthday to him! There's a lot of lot of shit going on here. Yeah, a lot of shit going on. I have some good news on my end. Oh, what's that? Chocked full of homemade pizza and beer. Mm, so I am so ready. Chilly. Yeah, tomorrow oh, I'm going back to my little exercise routine. <laughs> Gonna get oh, get fit again. So good, I'm not allowed to lift weights yet. Which is bullshit, but like I'm gonna any do. Weights at all? No, no, I can't lift more than 15 pounds. Still, yeah, you could lift 15 pounds. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just gonna like I just have my bands. I'm just gonna use my bands. Bands work pretty well. Bands and make her dance. You know what I'm oh, saying? See, bands are working. They're yeah. making her dance. Yep, she's dancing. So what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna walk two miles a day and use my bands, and then just while diet like walk? a motherfucker. That's gonna be very difficult to use your bands while you walk. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not going to... Fuck you, dude. They're not going to be at the same goddamn time. So, we are the Dweller Archives. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. This is... We're we're in a chipper moods lately because we're we're getting shit done. We posted our stats for our Spotify wrapped. We're we're pretty... We're doing pretty good, guys. We're doing pretty good. Podcast makes us happy. Happy. So, we're going to have a couple of announcements at the end. That we're gonna we're gonna talk about. I don't think I've discussed it exactly with Colton, but fuck it, you know yeah, we're already recording a day late. We didn't talk about. We didn't yeah. talk about, dude. I've been busy as fuck. You've been busy as fuck. We're recording the podcast. What two days later than we have to? This shit's got to go up tomorrow, dude. There was a thing called a text message. I've been moving my brother. Well, I've been moving light shit up and downstairs. <laughs> well, yeah, my name is Aiden. You know, father Aiden. Father, well, I'm just Aiden. Father Aiden. It depends on what certificate you look at. I look and at all of them. Father who are Aiden. you today, Colton? I am Father Colton because f- I is tired. Yeah, I'm fucking tired too. We're getting this done though. Yeah. All right, we're gonna crank this we're shit doing out. Doing this. We're gonna do it in the. Ne- we're gonna get it done in the next hour and a half to two hours. I'm gonna next some coffee. I'm gonna get it edited and uploaded tomorrow. It may not be five a.m. Our goal is Wednesday at five a.m. Um, it, it may be Wednesday okay. at 12 p.m. This some bitch gets uploaded, but we're gonna do it. We're gonna fucking do it because we we're sticking to our, our shit. We're getting shit done. Yeah. Okay, I'm very proud of what we've done so far, dweller dwellers. I'm sounding like a really shitty 
just, you know, the guy they hire to go to the gym and to tell you not to do drugs. <laughs> that's what I'm sounding like. Motivational speaker, but like a really shitty one. But we're fucking doing it. We're getting this done. 2023 is going to be our year, and it's December. It is. But we we have a change in today's episode. Do we? We do. Well, we do. Yeah. This is true. It's very, very depressing. We're no longer going to be... uh, I mean, we're going to do the Horny Cryptids episode. But unfortunately, over the past week, we, we have one really good horny cryptid story but it's going to get its own episode and it's going to be a second parter to another cryptid oh you know exactly what i'm talking about i do so don't go oh you know you know what we're fucking lightning the mood okay Okay. calm your tits they're calm but because of no one is really out here fucking these cryptids we're gonna no, have. Don't need to bump your numbers. Yeah, up. Start bump your numbers up. So we can talk about it. You see a spooky in the woods? Go, go, give go it that dick. Or I'm about to start that, doing it for you. Yeah, he'll he'll Just go so out there and fuck a Wendigo for you. I've seen him you do it. What? I will. But so since episode 20 was gonna be horny cryptids, we are gonna be saving that for another episode in the future. Which you know what it, we it kind of pays off because we have another crazy story for you today. We do. And it is the murder in room 1046. This has got it all, folks. This is un- this is not a solved case. It is a murder mystery. There's a conspiracy attached to it. It's true crime. All right? It's fucking insane. So we're going to do Kanye all this. What, Kanye did it? Kanye did it. Dude, he's... solved. Oh, dude, he is fucking flying off the goddamn handles lately. <laughs> I caught it, too. Everyone saw this coming. Because he, he's unmedicated and he's walking around with a lot of money. Someone needs yeah. to stop him. <laughs> what do you say? The Holocaust didn't happen? And the, the Nazis weren't that bad? He did say the Nazis weren't that bad. Guys, the Nazis were pretty fucking when bad. Make, when you make even Alex Jones uncomfortable. Yeah. Dude, you, have, uh, <laughs> you fucked up. So he's, you know, like not good. Not good at all. And the Holocaust definitely happened. Yeah, but there's still a lot of people that actually think it didn't happen. Well, we're going to cover, we're not necessarily going to cover the Holocaust because I feel like you all studied that shit in school. Uh, but there's and, a certain uh, evil doctor. We don't really fit for that. What? Or a uh, sense of humor doesn't really fit for <laughs> yeah, we can't, we can't really crack some some of those jokes on here. That's not good. But they're, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> but we were going to cover a very, very dark and evil doctor that was there doing shit to um, Jewish people. And I'm, that's all I'm going to talk about that for right now. But that's later on down the road. That's a heavy hitter. But this isn't that big. This isn't what we're covering today. Isn't that big of a case. Well, I mean, it's a big case. It's just not that well known. He, Colton didn't even know about it. You know? I did not. This was one of my heavily medicated and researched episodes post-surgery where I'm trying to like, you know, I got nothing but fucking time. So I'm over (laughs) here just researching on painkillers. So if none of this shit makes sense, whoopsie-doo. It makes sense. I've read it. It it makes sense. But we're going to get into the episode right after... A very thirsty Father Colton. You said very thirsty. I'm going to stick with it now. It's a very thirsty father. It's our ad break. We have to do an ad break. We're represented by Anchor, the the people that uh, that host the podcast. So yeah, enjoy that. We is here. 
We is. We did Welcome it. Welcome back. Welcome back, guys. Like I said before the ad, the two-minute ad of you hearing Colton go. I was very thirsty. We'll very play. thirsty. We got to re-record that at least some we'll at some point. When I'm not thirsty. When you're not thirsty. But this is the murder in room 1046 or 1046, whatever, however you want to do it. And I got my sources for today's episode because fuck you, Ohio, not the state, the person that left the review on our Apple podcast saying, well, where'd you get your sources? Because of the Backrooms episode, because Backrooms are obviously fucking real. So it really doesn't matter. We got our goddamn sources. But I got the sources today from Wikipedia, which is crazy because, I mean, there's a lot of other shit, but like this is very direct. And I mean, hey, today isn't a filler episode. Okay, we had to do it. We were limited on time. We couldn't find people out here fucking cryptids. And I'm very upset about that. Yeah, I am too. I'm actually very upset. But we do have the theories and everything attached to here. We will be linking the pretty much all, all our sources. There are a few other sources attached to this. That's for the theories. We'll be attaching those in the Discord. Join the Discord, by the way. It just started to pop off. It yes, just went ham. Come, come. It's awesome. Come, come. Join the community. But yes, today is the murder in room 1046. We're going to start off a little bit. A man named Roland T. Owen checked into the President Hotel in Kansas City, Missouri. When he checked in, it was noted he had no luggage besides a comb and a toothbrush. He also asked for an interior room on a high floor of the hotel. He then complained to the bellboy about the outrageous prices of the neighboring hotel. After checking in and receiving his room, room 1046, remember that. I'm remembering. All right, because it's the title of the fucking episode. Well, that's going to be difficult. I don't know if I can. Okay. And on the 10th floor, what? I'll do my best. Yeah, do your best. On the 10th floor, he left the hotel only to be seen intermittently throughout his stay. If you don't know, do you know what intermittently means? I, I fucking question you sometimes. I'm pretty sure I know what intermittently means. What does it mean? It means like not all the time, but here and there. Oh, okay. You nailed it. So you yeah, you see it every now and then. I know He's, words. Sometimes you know words. Sometimes. 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 So, it's more of a question of do I remember the words at the moment you ask about them? You never do. Sometimes. I remember that one. Yeah, so look at that. Yeah. How about you fuck Prove right off? Why don't you go fuck yourself? You need to make like a tree and fuck off. <laughs> Though it is noted the man's behavior struck the president hotel staff as odd, they didn't think much of him. After all, the hotel often played host to out-of-towners and businessmen looking for some late-night company. Mm. And the less the staff got involved, the better. People were bringing them there. If you didn't catch the drift of what he was saying, as these out-of-towners and businessmen bringing the prostitutes there. <gasps> How could they? And doing the... Dirty, dirty night stuff. All right, I can do it better. Fuzzy nighttime things. I'm doing that. Oh. Doing that right there. That's what they're doing. They're clapping? No, that's me slapping the pot. My hands really hurt now. (laughs) (laughs) I've really turned into a ninny. (laughs) I can tell. I used to be like, remember when I was like more manly? I do. Yeah. I remember when you threw a cigarette at somebody. A cigar cigar and fuck you. The staff wouldn't give his behavior another thought until six days later when the man turned up dead. His hotel room, a brutal bloodbath. 
As they described to the police, the brutal scene, questions arose about the man's behavior prior to his death, bringing to light just how strange that behavior had been. How strange was it? That was pretty fucking strange. Here, pay attention. I'm paying attention. On January 3rd, one day after Owen checked into the hotel, the hotel maid, Mary Soptic. I had a hiccup there. I feel like you said the name right with the hiccup, though. I do, too, so we're going to keep that in. So I need you to hiccup every time you say their name. Mary Soptic. (laughs) Stop by to clean his room. It was around noon, and most of the hotel's residents were out for the day. However... Upon reaching Owen's room, Soptic found the door to be locked from the inside, which is usually how doors are locked, by the way. You have to lock them from the inside. What? Yeah. No way. I don't know if you knew that or not. I thought you could lock it from underneath it. No. Oh. She knocked. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) She knocked and Owen opened the door. After insisting she could come back later, Soptic eventually entered. She found the room to be Almost completely dark, with the shades tightly drawn and the only light coming from a small, dim table lamp. It really looks like how I want the Dweller Archives office to look. Great, actually. Yeah, dude. Like, so imagine the Dweller Archives office. There's two desks made of oak. All right, like oak. It's okay. like a 1950s crime. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. wearing fedoras. Oh. Yeah, we have Fedora like a Fridays. white. Yeah, Fedora Fridays, white and button-up shirt that's kind of too big for us. And then it's like unbuttoned. Our chest hairs out. We have like really hairy arms. We're smoking cigars. We got a little whiskey there, and we're throwing down fucking files. There's a really small dim light. That's the only light, and you can see the cigar smoke just coming, and it's surrounding the room. I'm getting really into this. I feel like it would be very difficult to read archives in a very dark. But that's area. why we had the light. But that's not enough light for both. It's enough light. We both have those those really 1950s fucking lamps. And then we have the file, and it's right there, and we're just flipping through it, and I'm like, yeah, he's fucking medded. And I hit the fucking cigar. I don't know why my accent changed, but I hit the cigar, I drink my whiskey, and then we go investigate. And we're no longer a podcast. We're a private detective group, and we're fighting demons. Demons and shit. (laughs) Demons. Demons. Can someone, like, pay for this to become a show? I would would pay. I would watch it. And it's just us being lucky the entire (laughs) time. We're awful at our jobs. It's <laughs> just, just really bad, and we just somehow survive. It reminds me a lot of Garth. Pretty much exactly what we'll be like. <laughs> As she cleaned, Owen mentioned that he had a friend coming to visit him shortly, and would she mind not locking the door? Soptic agreed, and Owen left. And Owen left the room. Four hours later, Soptic returned to room ten forty six with fresh towels. She found the door to still unlocked from where she cleaned the room earlier that afternoon, and upon entering, found Owen laying fully clothed on top of his still-made bed, seemingly asleep. A note on his bedside table read, Don, I'll be back in 15 minutes. Wait. The next morning, January 4th, Soptic's strange interactions with the room 1046 continued. Around 10.30 a.m., she stopped by to make the bed, and found Owen's door to be locked from the outside, oh. as, as it would be when patrons left. Assuming Owen was not inside, she opened the door with her master key. To her surprise, Owen was sitting inside, in the dark, in the chair, in the corner of the room, 
As she cleaned, the phone rang and Owen picked up. He's in the cuck chair. Oh. You know, like every hotel has that cuck chair? Yeah, I like those chairs. I hate those chairs. It freaks me I out. I those chairs. Sometimes, I used to stay in a lot of hotels. you don't want to sit on the bed. You just want to sit in a no. chair for no reason at all. No, that's not true at all. That is, that is the farthest thing from the truth. That's what I enjoy to do. Sometimes I just want to sit in the chair. Or it's really good for me to sit in to put my shoes on. I actually, so when I stay in hotels, I grab the cuck chair and I put it in front of the door. I used Why? to stay at a lot of hotels. A so. ghost is sitting in the cuck chair? With that, I'm actually scared to wake up and someone's just sitting there like waiting like ah. <laughs> you'd rather be at the door <laughs> no i'd rather than like not get in the fucking room in the first place so <laughs> and if someone breaks in the door will wake me up so i'm fucking ready dude okay okay calm down i'm just i'm all the jacked up really hyped you up today <laughs> it was a meat lovers boy i got the meat mm, sweats it sounds wonderful so as the phone rang and owen picked up he replied no don i don't want to eat I'm not hungry. I just had breakfast, he said. After a moment, he repeated, no, I'm not hungry. After he hung up, Owen began interrogating Soptic about her job in the hotel. The first time he had ever really spoken to her, actually. He asked her about how many rooms she was in charge of, what kind of people lived in the President Hotel, and again, complained about the price of the neighboring hotel. Soptic answered quickly, finished cleaning, and left Owen alone in room 1046. It was only after she left that she realized that since the door had been locked from the outside, someone would have had to lock Owen in his room. (gasps) This is before security cameras, by the way. Oh? Yeah. Later that day, Soptic returned with fresh towels, having taken the ones from the room that morning. However... As she knocked this time, she heard two voices in the room, rather than just Owen. When she announced that she had fresh towels, a loud, deep voice told her to leave, claiming they had enough towels. This voice was not Owen's. Can you, you, want, you want to do like a leave for me? Leave. Okay. Well, Please, keep- we have enough towels. <laughs> you guys want a towel? You guys want to get high? Hi, I can't do it, dude. <laughs> That's all I can think about now. You guys want to get high? Though she Don't knew, forget your towel. God damn it, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Though she knew that she had removed all the towels from the room that morning. Don't forget le- your towel. God damn it, dude. Let me fucking do my goddamn job, all right? <laughs> Though I'm going to help myself. You said you removed all the towels. Though she knew that she had removed all the towels, shut the fuck up. <laughs> From the room that morning, Soptic left the two men alone, not wishing to intrude on what was clearly a sensitive and private conversation. That same afternoon, the President Hotel got two more guests whose presence would contribute greatly to the mystery of what happened to Roland T. Owen in room 1046. The first was Gene Owen, no relation to Roland, that's disappointing. She, yep. She had come to Kansas City to meet her boyfriend. I don't know why. I'm doing like a southern draw. I don't I don't either. She had come to Kansas City to meet her boyfriend for the day and decided that rather than driving all the way back to her hometown on the outskirts of the city, she would stay the night in the hotel. Upon checking into the President Hotel, Gene Nolan was given to room 1048 right next to Roland. That's kind of suspicious to me. Oh, they claim they're not related. Oh, it gets, it gets weirder. That night, 
According to police statements, she heard a repeated commotion. I heard a lot of noise. Wait, let me <clears throat> let me do it. Mm. You can do this. Do I heard own. a lot of noise, which sounded like it was on the same floor, and consisted of large, of largely of men. This bitch don't know how to fucking talk. Won't say. Why you sound like an old woman? And cons- shut the fuck up. And consisted. I'm in character. And consisted largely of men and women talking loudly and cursing. She said in her statement. When those noise continued, I was about to call the desk clerk, but decided not to. I had to grab my nipples in the last one and give it a twist. (laughs) You sound like Mr. Slave. (laughs) Oh, God, I do. (laughs) South Park character, guys. (laughs) I want to be very clear on that. The other hotel guest was not quite as guesty as Jean. The bellhop who had been on duty that night described her as a commercial woman who often frequented the rooms of the hotel's male patrons late at night. She, w- By the way, there's quotes over commercial woman. Um, if, you d- if you guys haven't gathered, um, she's a prostitute. <gasps> she's a prostitute. What? Yeah, she's a, she's a lady of the night, woman of the streets. January 4th, she came into the hotel searching for a man in room 1026. However, despite being very prompt customer... The woman couldn't seem to find the man she was looking for. After searching for well over an hour on multiple floors, she gave up and went home. Both of the women's statements would raise more questions about the fate of the man in room 1046. The next morning, the bellhop received a call from hotel's telephone operator. The phone in room 1046 had been off the hook for 10 minutes without anyone using it. The bellhop went up to check on Owen and noticed that the door was locked with a do not disturb sign hung on the doorknob. And if you guys don't know, when you don't want to be disturbed, you take that shit off. Like if you're getting a lot of calls or you just do not want to be disturbed at all in a hotel room or like in general back in the day when shit was a landline, you just take it off the hook and you just put it to the right. I know there's young whippersnappers that listen to this podcast. Um... Not everything was cellular, and you couldn't just put this bitch on airplane mode. This is ba- back in the this is back in the days airplane mode. Just take it counterclockwise, put it back down on the fucking thing. He knocked on the door, and Owen told him to come in. However, when the bellhop told Owen that the door was locked, he got no response. The bellhop knocked once again, and then yelled for Owen to hang up the phone, assuming Owen had been simply been drunk and knocked it off the hook. However. An hour and a half later, the telephone operator called the bellhop again. The phone in room 1046 was still off the hook and hadn't been hung up at all. This time, the bellhop let himself in Owen's room with the master key. The man was lying naked on the bed, seemingly drunk. Not wishing to deal with him, the bellhop simply straightened the phone, like I said, to the fucking side, placed it back on the hook, and locked the door behind him, reporting Owen to his manager. Are you ready for this? I am ready. You're ready, Freddy? Let's do this. I am. To his surprise, an hour later, the telephone operator called again. The phone was again off the hook, though not in use. This time, when the bellhop opened the door, he found a bloodbath. Dun, dun, dun. There was a murder, guys. Murder. Murder. Owen was sitting curled up. I shouldn't laugh. That is really so insensitive of me. Owen was, God damn it. Owen was sitting in the curled, uh, God damn it. 
<laughs> Owen was sitting curled in the corner of the room, his head in his hands, suffering multiple stab wounds. The bed sheets and towels were stained with blood, and the walls were splattered with it. Now it's time for that lady to come back and change the towels over. Don't forget your towel. Don't forget your towels. The bellhop immediately called the police, who took Owen straight to the hospital, where doctors discovered that Owen had been tortured viciously. His arms, legs, and neck had been restrained by some kind of cord, and his chest sustained multiple stab wounds. He also suffered a punctured lung and a fractured skull. Roland T. Owen was pronounced dead at the hospital shortly after arriving. Oh. He dead, folks. He done did done it. He dead as fuck. The doctors also discovered that the wounds on Owen had been inflicted well before the bellhop's first trip to Owen's room that morning. That ascertained that he had attempted to call for help multiple times, but hadn't been able to make it farther than picking up the phone due to his injuries. When investigators searched the room, the strangeness continued. There were no clothes in the room at all, and nothing matching the description of Roland Owen when he checked in. The hotel amenities, such as soap and toothpaste, were also missing, as well as anything that could have been the murder weapon. Murder! Murder! The only thing that the the only thing of note that detectives found were four small fingerprints on the telephone stand, though they were never identified. You know what that means? What? Fucking melanins. I was like, legit, thought you had an idea of what happened. I was like, ooh, wait till the end, brother. Melonheads, they did it. Case closed. Furthermore, detectives found that Roland T. Owen never existed. That's crazy. There was no record of any such man having lived anywhere in the United States, and they implored the public to come forward with any information they had about the mysterious murder victim. Murder! Murder! Shortly after, the neighboring hotel that Owen had complained so much about came forward, claiming that the man matching the description had stayed at the hotel on January 1st. He had checked in under the name Eugene K. Wait, did we say what year this was? Did I forget to add the fucking year? Oh, my God. My bad, dude. The murder happened January 5th, 1935, by the way. That was my fault. I apologize. I never added the year to the script. Okay. I had to go back to the fucking article. Had to get it. But we did it. January 5th, 1935, Kansas City, Missouri. He had checked in under the name Eugene K. Scott. However, upon further investigation, the police reached at the same dead end they had with Roland T. Owen. No man named Eugene K. Scott had ever recorded existing. See, I don't feel like that would be that difficult back then. Yeah. You could just change your name. No one's going to know. See, like, yeah. You're basically going off of just people. But these are really shitty names. Being able to see and recognize you. I mean, like, my name is Spider. Yeah, see? Spider Snake. Spider. Yeah, I'm Spider. They'd be like, is that for your name? Yeah, I'm Spider. Spider T Snake. What does the T stand for? Terry. (laughs) (laughs) Over the next couple months, various people identified the body as a loved one, though none of the identifications stuck. He had one of them faces, or people just really wanted to get in the news. Finally, the case ran cold, and the detectives decided to bury the body. As they arranged for a small funeral, 
a bouquet of flowers and donations to cover the funeral costs showed up at the funeral home with a letter that read only, Love Forever, Lucille. And this oh, isn't the bat. Fucking Lucille. Yeah, this isn't the bat from The Walking Dead, which is what I'm watching again, by the way. Mwah, perfect. A year later, a woman named Ogletree claimed that Owen Scott, Owen Dash Scott, or Owen Slash Scott, whatever the fuck, was her son who had been missing for years. She claimed his name was Artemis Ogletree and that he had been staying at another Kansas City area hotel at the time he went missing. Though there wasn't any more evidence to her case than any of the others, police were eventually inclined to believe her, though experts claimed it was only based on lack of evidence and the rest of the case. To this day, the case remains unsolved, opened yearly by the Kansas police as the new pieces of evidence unfold. For the time being, however, it seems that the mystery of room 1046 may never truly be solved. Well, we're going to solve it. We're going we're gonna to talk about that we're shit. We're going to fucking do it. All right, we got some goddamn theories. <laughs> the man referred to as Don beat Artemis Ogletree to death in room 1046 and acted alone. As mentioned before, it came to light that shortly before his death, Ogletree had stayed in a different Kansas City hotel with another man. Hmm. Mm. Possibly Don. Mm. Don was also conceivably inconceivable. The man with the deep voice that made that the maid heard through the door of the hotel. But even if this theory is true, the police were never able to figure out who Don actually was. I. You know who he was? Who? He was an alien. I can go to the next theory. <laughs> oh, the unknown Don didn't act alone. This theory relates to an observation by Charles Blocker. I think it's Blocher. Huh? Blocher. I'm just kidding. I'm just trying to be uh, a date. Yeah. I'm going to go with Blocker. Okay. Blocker. Okay. The elevator operator, the night of the murder. Murder. His observation also perhaps sheds a little light onto who Don could be. The night of the murder, Blotcher saw a commercial woman. Ho ho. A prostitute. Ho ho. That's -hmm. offensive. We don't say that. It's 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 (laughs) the profession. It is a commercial woman now, okay? We got to be careful with our words. Okay? Going to the 10th floor. Who are we offending? Sorry. (laughs) Um, This commercial woman from the. 1930s. Okay. The elevator operator estimated that the woman was 135 pounds and about five and a half feet tall. How the fuck can you just guess someone's weight by looking at them? Dude, at the carney, people do that all the time. There is no fucking way. Car- Carnies can do that. It's weird. They're like I know people that weigh more than I do, and they don't look like it. She had dark hair and was wearing a coat of black Hudson seal or in imitation Hudson seal. Oh, it's like a knockoff. I, it's, it's a fake. 
It's a fake Gucci. No, oh, I don't know. Is uh, coat a black Hudson suit? How does he know? This is my thing about that. I, like, pause. We're going to get into each individual theory, but this is the one that, like, kind of irked my taters a little well, bit. Right now we're going to get into fashion with Father Aiden. Yeah, dude, hold on. Not just fashion, but like what you said. He's like, yeah, she's 135 pounds, 5'2", wearing a coat of black Hudson seal, an invitation Hudson seal. Who the fuck is this guy? Is he Sherlock Holmes? How does he fucking know that shit? And he's the bellhop? Or the, the elevator no, guy? Elevator. Yeah, elevator, elevator guy. guy. Wrong occupation if he got all these things right. Wrong I mean, I occupation. Feel like the coat part, he might know that because if a lot of people are in and out, maybe he's seen a, a lot of these commercial women. Commercial but, women. But uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like at that point, and he's seen her enough if she's there a lot that I could actually see the coat part, but the weight part, I don't know. <sighs> I don't know, dude. I just like to me. If I was an elevator operator and I'm getting paid shit, I wouldn't pay attention to people's jackets. I mean, you gotta like, do that's, something. That's, all night. Uh, that's a black cuts. That's black cuts and seal right there. Like that. You're literally just you're there all night. You gotta find something to do. Yeah, I would like fuck with people. Okay, I could see that. Yeah, keep going. Wouldn't be too bad. Blotcher claimed this woman was looking for room 1026 to meet a man who was unable to find who to mm-hmm. meet a man she was unable to find it's possible that this woman was looking for ogletree and had mistaken room 1046 for 1026 the commercial woman was also seen with a man from the ninth floor she gets around quick Uh a man that the elevator operator said was the same height and weight as the woman some speculate that this man could have been Don. Don, Don, Don. You see what no, I did there? <laughs> <laughs> if you'll recall, there were fingerprints, potentially from a female, found on the phone stand. Yep. And a woman staying next door in room 1048, oh. reporting hearing loud female and male voices cursing. So it wouldn't be unreasonable to suspect that this commercial woman and the man from the ninth floor could have been responsible for what had happened to Artemis Ogletree. However, there was nothing official on the woman or the man beyond what little was on the interwebs. Mm-hmm. Now the third theory, you ready for this? I'm ready. I'm not, because I have no idea what's about to happen. <laughs> Comes from many sensational articles published in the following years that suggest Ogletree was killed for being unfaithful to his fiance. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh. The announcement in the Journal Post that Ogletree would be buried in a potter's field. The announcement that appeared to prompt an anonymous caller to fund Ogletree's funeral. According to a sensational article published in the Newscastle Sun called Mystery Murder Murder in room 1046, the sequence of events went a little differently. The article states that a woman called the local paper to say, quote, You have a story in your paper. That is wrong. You're not doing it right. You have a story in your paper. Maybe maybe she was a smoker. You think about that? You got a story in your paper. (laughs) That is wrong. We're going with a smoker on this one, okay? 
Mike Wazowski. <laughs> Roland Owen will not be buried in a pauper's grave. Oh, I'm still going. Oh, never mind. Roland Owen <laughs> will not be buried in a pauper's grave. Arrangements have been made for his funeral. <coughs> okay. You sound like a syphilitic pirate. I'm doing my best here. Okay. Okay. I'm very new to this. <laughs> when asked to identify herself and what actually happened to the man still known as Owen at the time, she replied, Never mind. I know what I'm talking about. He got into a jam. <laughs> Better than a jelly, you know what I mean? Oh, this is true. Before hanging up the phone, at the same time, a man called the funeral parlor where Owen was held and said, Don't bury Owen in a pauper's grave. I want you to bury him in Memorial Park Cemetery. Then... He will be near my sister. I'll send funds to cover the funeral expenses. The man apparently explained that Owen had jittled. Jittled? Yeah. Is it jittled? He fucked. Oh! <laughs> A girl he was engaged to. That escalated quickly. And that is in... And that in room... 1046. Owen, the man and the jitted girl. Post fucked girl. Had a little meeting. Before hanging up, he said, Cheaters usually gets what's coming to them. Shortly after, the Rock Floral Company received a call asking for 13 American. Beauty roses sent to Roland Owen's funeral. The voice added, I'm doing this for my sister. And that's all we have. In scene. In, in scene. <laughs> and that's all we have for the theories and the story. But let's go ahead and give our opinions on what happened. Melonheads. Aliens. Shut the fuck up. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's two. I have two theories, and they're both okay. like cheater theory. He was obviously engaged to somebody, right? He was he was cheating on somebody with somebody. Now, Don, my first theory, Don, is a dude. Okay, he, he, he was fucking that dude. Wait, Don was fucking. No, he was fucking Don. See, that's what I'm thinking too. Yeah, he. I, this is one of my theories. He, Artemis here was fucking Don. Then his sister, not not Don's sister, the guy that Artemis was. I mean, the girl. Sorry, getting all fucking tiddly whipped here. Artemis's fiance came to the hotel. He got caught. Shit got fucked really fucking quickly. Or, this is my second theory, Don was someone that knew of his affair, 
told Don, like Don told Artemis's fiance, they came together, they killed him. Because there's two people clearly at play here. Be- there is a woman and a man, both called, and he also got buried. And this is another thing. He got buried to someone's sister, which they obviously want to be buried to that sister. Did maybe he cheated on his fiance, killed his fiance, and tried to stay with Don or something? Then shit got fucked, and now he's buried next to this his originally fi- his original fiance. What do you think? Now, what if? See, I'm in on that too. Yeah, there's like there's a lot because of theories here. They were in another. The cheater theory is pretty big. Yeah, because they were in another hotel before this and then left. And I think well, I think he was caught. cheap. Uh, that I think he was cheap. I think they got caught. No, I think they were cheap. I mean, I think it's both. But if he'd already stayed at the other one instead of looking around, it's more than just being cheap. I think he got caught, and he changed to a different hotel. Plus, it was cheaper. I think he was just cheap when the other hotel. I mean, he bitched about it twice. He was like, the price next door is fucking unbelievable. And then he came to the presidential hotel. Yeah, but what if that was really just his excuse for a while? I mean, yeah, well? he did have, he used like. been another cover story. Yeah. I think, to me, you know when something pisses me off. Done. Yeah, I do think Don killed him. I think it was Don that killed him. But I do think that he was, he, wait, are you saying that you think he, it was fucking Don or he was fucking Don? I think both. Yeah, it could have been both. I think he was fucking Don, and then he wasn't going to leave for Don, and Don said, you know what, bitch? I'm going to kill you then. What if... If I can't have you, no one can. Listen, listen. I'm listening. I got another theory for you. Okay. What if he was fucking Don, but Don was his fiance's brother? Yeah, but there's no woman that's dead. The girl. The girl the gr- is dead. Yeah, but like the during this process. But what if? All right, listen. I thought the girl was already dead before this happened. She was definitely already dead before this. But yeah, see, then that doesn't make wh- sense. But so, what if he was fucking around with Dawn, right? Fuck around with Dawn. His fiance died. Then Dawn felt bad. Then Don was like, we got to end this shit. We're going we're gonna to go public for what happened. Maybe the girl killed herself because she caught her fiancé fucking her brother. Then her brother felt bad, her brother being Don. And then Artemis is like, no. And then he was at another hotel. Maybe, maybe Artemis was a sex addict and he called the prostitute, right? Prostitute got there. And then Don came to fucking yell at him again, be like, we need to go public. The prostitute... And then Don got mad at him fucking the prostitute as well. Maybe he's a sex addict. And then shit just got crazy from there. And then when he got killed, Don went absolute ape shit on his body. And clearly, Artemis wasn't a good guy. You know, he's passing out drunk. Prostitutes come to his door. He's locking it. He's paranoid about something. Dies. Don then gets him buried next to his sister because he felt bad and had the flowers delivered. I don't think so. Why not? That makes sense. That's a, that's a lot of steps into this. I don't think this happened. Then, like, all right. The most simple we, thing. We both agree he was fucking Don. He was fucking Don. Because, dude, they, clearly. He was fucking. Clearly, they were fucking Don. Because earlier, he was like, no, Don, I, I'm not hungry. No, Don, I'm not hungry. I know I don't want any goddamn breakfast. 
you know, Don was trying to like, hey man, let's talk about this. Yeah. So I think he was. I think he might have just been gay, and the girl was a cover story because in 1935, being gay, being openly gay, isn't okay. You know. Now, yeah, gay, gay, but then gay, gay, not okay. So maybe, you know, does that add up? I feel like that adds up. Did I lose you on that? No, I'm processing it here. (laughs) It's a lot of information. (laughs) I'm letting it marinate. Okay, let me know when you're ready. Kenny would say. I still don't think... I'm just not buying the whole his sister was the fiance thing. But then why why would he get buried next to the sister? And then they go, I'm doing this for my sister. They all knew each other. And he didn't do it for his sister. That could have been his cover story so that he could also be buried next to Don when he dies. Look, I'm going for the most I'm going for the, the the intense factor here that this was a trifecta of fucking he was engaged to the sister <laughs> but secretly in love with the brother because he wanted to fuck the brother started fucking the brother sister found out maybe sister committed suicide because she was madly in love with artemis and then don was like oh fuck this is fucking bad dude we gotta go public shit's all fucked and then ours like dude fuck that i'm sitting in this fucking hotel and then Don's like, I'm coming to that fucking hotel. Then Artemis is like, I'm getting a hooker. Hooker comes, and Don and, and Hooker are in the same hotel as Artemis. They're fucking arguing. Girl next door is like, I can't get any goddamn sleep. And then Hooker leaves. Don leaves, comes back, beats the fuck, and kills the shit out of Artemis. I, I, I'm working in the hooker again somehow because clearly she called or something. And then... You know, like it, it's all it's all there. It's all there. It all adds up. It all adds you know, up, dude. Part of me feels like the hooker didn't really have anything to do with it. Like she just had. But the, to I, be but the there. lady next door heard female voices and male voices arguing, and then a female voice called the people and were like, "Hey, your shit's wrong. Your shit's not right. Arrangements well, have been made the voice for his funeral." Wasn't the hooker? It could have been someone else. Like who? The guy's Anyone. mom? The fiance. But the fiance might be dead. The fiance might be but the sister. The fiance might not be dead. I mean, that, that's, that's also. Th- but we I'm have sticking my guns background. We have none of this background. It's literally anything goes. This is all the information that we have on this goddamn case. <laughs> I know. Any, like I said, anything goes. I think I just solved it. I mean, I definitely. I still think Don did it. We both agree on yeah, that. Yeah, we both agree Don did it. We both agree Don killed him. Yeah. Have we looked? Did they look into Don? They never looked into Don. They did not look into a Don. They didn't know who he was. But at the same time, it can't be that fucking hard to find a Don in Kansas City, Missouri. Yes, it can, because this guy's name came up as something different. In the 1930s? Just look up the Dons. Like, this case will probably never be solved. (laughs) But it could be a fake name. Like, it's not that hard in the 1930s. Yeah, I know it's not that hard. But I'm telling you. I'm telling you, they'll never find who this Don guy is. Because I'm willing to bet it's not his real name. Yeah, you're probably right on that one. So, yeah. I We all agree. I think we're all in agreement here. That Artemis was fucking Don. And shit got fucked from there. That's what we agree on this. That's what we agree on this. I, this was a good episode. This is a nice one. I feel one. like it. It's yeah, this was a little chill here. A little chill. Sit back. Sit back and figure out who's fucking who. 
and the murder room 1046. But it was, uh, but obviously it was a crime of passion. He was strangled, oh, yeah. skull fractured, shit was covered over his head, stabbed. You know, if you're going in to kill somebody, if I didn't know them, it's lickety split, click, 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 and I'm out. I'm not saying that I'm, I'm contemplating murdering people. Clearly, this is a crime of passion. And I think you only get that from... So either, honestly, either his fiance killed him or his gay lover no, killed him. I think the gay lover killed him. If anything, maybe they both killed him. Together. Together. Yeah. Maybe there was a third involved. Oh. Oh, and they were like, we've had enough of you, Artemis. Yeah. But that is today's episode. That's all we have. But we have some information. Okay. Two things. We are getting the Patreon set up. And the reason why I'm telling you this is because in 2023, because of the stats of Spotify's wrapped on our podcast, there's a lot of dudes that listen to this podcast. Okay. A lot of guys. Okay. It's a sausage party. Nope. So we're going to throw a sausage party. Oh. In the summer of 2023, we're going to open up, we're opening up our Patreon in the end of December. And you guys can go, I mean, it's open right now, but we're revamping it, revamping the Discord. You guys can go and support the podcast for as low as one dollar. A dollar. A dollar. And it'll get you a few perks. First thing it'll get you is ad-free episodes. That'll be uploaded directly onto Patreon. I was going to see if we can get it. I mean, we can activate it directly on Spotify, but it won't reflect on Apple. So there's no fucking point to do that. We're going to be opening it where you guys can go support up to $1. We're going to have three tiers, a dollar tier or or four, a dollar tier, $2.50, $5, and maybe maybe a $10 tier. We're going to throw the Dweller Archives Sausage Party in the summer of 2023. So be ready. We're going to have beer. That very cheap beer. Also, please be 18 years or older to attend. And if you are going to drink, you are got to be 21. We're going to have sausages. We're going to have hot dogs, brats. We're going to have different types of sausages. Also, if you have a sausage onesie, wear it. And live music. So we're going to more details on that to come. But that's happening. Okay. okay, and our next episode, I think we're gonna we're gonna do it. The boy in the box. <gasps> the boy in the box. And I've been I've been telling you about this one for a little bit. And this week, the reason why we're waiting to do it next week, but this week they're finally identifying his name after sixty years. Someone got the killer caught by doing a twenty three and me. And they finally figured out what this boy's name is. So that's going to be the next episode. And that, that's all I have. Those are the only announcements. Oh, so be on the lookout for both of those. This episode's going to be up tomorrow, which is December 7th. Okay? This is today. We're recording December 6th, late as fucking night. So that's it, guys. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to follow us on Instagram. On Join the Discord. Okay? Everything Dweller Archives. Join the Discord. Rate us five stars on Apple and uh, leave a review. Also, five stars on Spotify. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Thank <laughs> you.